0: you doing? Welcome to the Incremental Gains Podcast. Thank you for listening or watching on YouTube. Today, we're talking about Selfie by Will Storr. This is the second book by Will Storr that I've read. Um, I'm actually reading his latest one called Status. Which I'm, I'm only a few chapters into it, but it's fascinating and carries on from from um, I enjoy the way he writes. I enjoy the kind of journalistic journalistic approach that he takes, investigative journalism. Yeah, I like it. It resonates with me for some reason. I like the way I like the way he writes. I like the subjects that he he writes about, the science of storytelling. The way he broke down how to tell a story using some of the, the most famous films on how to break down um, what's happening in, in scenes and how to build the structure of a movie so having the third act, the final act, the second act, Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun for example, um, a gun that appears in the first act will reappear in the third act um, the fact that our brains are storytelling machines and we can't isolate. So if something happens, we can't we can't understand that in isolation. We need to link it to something else. So this means that our brains can't cope with things that happen for no reason, basically. Um so that subject fascinates me and and it kind of carries on into this latest book, Selfie. So what first drew me to reading about this book um, I was very conscious of how much time I spend on social media I use it to promote my clubs I use it to promote incremental gains but I was using it sometimes more often than not I was using it more to consume rather than create and interestingly enough the more I started to consume social media, um, the more kind of overwhelmed and the more I could feel my mental health starting to take a downward turn, constant comparison to other people, um, overwhelm, instead of using it as a tool to create content, I was consuming social media, that makes sense. (laughs) So it started to make me feel anxious, overwhelmed, um, and I started to fall into what's called the gap. I discussed this in The Gap and the Gain, which is a previous book review that we did. Again, the gap, comparing myself to other people. I wasn't in the gain. I wasn't looking at how far I'd come from where I started. I was looking at where I want to be and that gap and why I'm not there. So self-hair is how the Western world became so self-obsessed. The story goes from ancient Greece, 500 BC, um, to a person called Narcissus, which takes us all the way to present day and President Trump and the Instagram influencers of our generation. Um, It really made me think and reflect on the person I am the way I feel about things, the way I put pressure on myself to try and achieve certain things um, when I left the Ministry of Defence Police the kind of, I've always been into self-help This I'm going to go into this in a minute in a bit more detail, but I've always been into self-help, self-improvement and I thought that there was a reason why I was drawn to that information and that way of like self-improvement and all that. I often wondered why why I was into that kind of stuff. And this book kind of answered that format and it was a little bit surprising what I found out, um, not what I thought it was at all. So the, the talk... In the book, there's a lot of talk of a phrase, neoliberalism, liberalism, neoliberalism, <laughs> neoliberalism, neoliberalism. There's a lot of talk about that, and I've come across that phrase before, listening to Jordan Peterson speak, listening to episodes on Joe Roden, uh, Joe Rogan, listening to Brett Weinstein talk about it, neoliberalism. Now, I'm going to try and put it in a way that I understand it. So it's, neoliberalism is a thing where the individual, the onus is on the individual to take responsibility for their own life. So it's kind of cutting out government. um, And it allows basically people to, if you want to achieve something, you can go out and achieve it. It's, it's putting that idea in people's, the individual's mind. So it's an extension of competitive markets into all areas of life. So if you want something, you can go out and get it. Uh, being driven, entrepreneurial. This phrase, neoliberalism. Okay, so you, the honesty is on you. You can be everything that you want to be. So what does that strike you of? What does that remind you of? It's the self-help culture, isn't it? That's 100%. You can see where I'm going. That is 100% where the self-help movement came from. Which brings us up to the present-day Instagram influencers. And in Selfie, he documents that progression. And if we rewind a little bit, in the 50s and 60s, there was a big Big movement of improving self-esteem in our in our young adults. Um, this improvement in self-esteem was was deemed to be essential to um, to get um, get on people get people on with jobs. We'd had the um, post World War Two. We'd had the Industrial Revolution building self-esteem with people, especially about everything that happened in the war and the atrocities going on around the world, self-esteem was at an all-time low. So there was a big culture and a big movement in trying to improve self-esteem. So improving people's outlook on life, therefore improving people's opportunities. And the main thing in improving people's self-esteem was telling people that you are special there's nothing you can't do if you put your mind to it you are a brilliant person as long as you believe it you can achieve it span on 20 odd years 30 odd years 50 odd years that's where we find ourselves now with participation participation medals um, and such like So this self-esteem movement started the self-help, the world of self-help. The word self-help in itself is a neoliberalism, a neoliberalistic word, if that is even a real term. So I got really interested in, sorry the dog's just having a, a drink of water, we'll give, a, we'll give it a minute. So I got really interested in this term neoliberalism and it started to trigger and click, a few things were clicking in my head as to why I might have been drawn into this, this world of self-help. Laura goes mad, I've told you before, Laura goes mad, all the books that I read are all self-help books or books like this on psychology and stuff like that. Constantly striving to, to self-improvement. and I always wondered why, why I was into this kind of thing, was it because of the reasons why um, I left the Ministry of Defence Police, was it because um, growing up what what was it, what was it that drew me to this um, and it turns out that <laughs> it, it's actually a, I don't even know the right words to describe Like, but it's It's really funny because I thought I was a little bit, like, unique, a little bit special, which in, which in, in, by definition, is what I'm talking about here. The self-esteem movement, you can achieve anything you want to achieve. So I'm reading, I'm kind of reading, like, why I am the way I am in this book, and it turns out that you're not fucking special, really. You're just a product of what happened um, in society. And you're a product of the environment around you. Um, Which I'm fine with. But it was just funny reading this book. So, if you're my generation, again, I'm 40, 41. Um, I was born in 1980. So, the 80s and 90s. We are known as Generation X. Um, Our parents would have been the start of this self-esteem movement. So they would have been, whether they knew it or not, Part of the program to try and improve the self-esteem, they would have therefore then passed this on to us as children. Their parents would have kind of embraced it. It would have been after World War Two. There'd have still been probably a lot of um, a lot of pushback to this self-esteem movement. Um, with people who are pretty old school, you know, mum had a place in the kitchen, dad went out to work, kids were seen and not heard, so there was probably a little bit of pushback towards the self-esteem movement, but definitely our parents would have influenced us in this in this way. Um, So out of the self-esteem movement came this this term of perfectionism, being perfect. So our children, my generation's children now, research has shown which is really interesting that the self-esteem movement happens, you can do whatever you want to achieve, you can be wherever you want to be, the onus is on the individual to go out and succeed and achieve all their goals, free markets. Our kids now have took it a step further and they're now showing narcissistic qualities. And you can see where that's going, can't you, with the social media profiles, the Instagram influencers. Um, you can't take a picture on your phone and post it unless it's got a million and one filters. You see it on nights out, people just constantly looking in their phones. Men, boys, lads, girls, all. I'm, I'm including everybody. Um, this sets off the selfie generation, the millennials. Millennial generation. In the book he refers to have a selfie generation. Obviously I'm I'm obviously generalising and in the book he generalises as well. So there are obviously um, it doesn't obviously appeal to everybody. So it started to show narcissistic qualities and it started to to try and teach people that Everybody can achieve anything they want to do. You just put your mind to it. Now that's true to a certain degree. But then that's the way he explains it in the book is that is true to a certain degree that anybody can achieve anything they want to. But by default and by definition, that means that everybody must be starting on an equal footing which is also a very neoliberal term or thought that if everyone's on the same footing, anybody can be whoever you want to be but realistically, I was never going to be the President or the Prime Minister, I was never going to be the Prime Minister of England because I didn't start off on a footing that someone who could potentially be Prime Minister would have if that makes sense So clearly, we're not all starting on an equal footing. So we don't start on an equal footing in environment. We don't start on an equal footing economically. And we don't start on an equal footing educationally. So this neoliberal idea that you can be whoever you want to be, believe it and achieve it, is kind of flawed. And I think it is. I'm torn I'm torn between it because you can achieve more. You can achieve more than what you're capable of. I firmly believe that. But then there are levels. Hmm. That's why it was so interesting this book, it really made me think. I mean, I always find it hard when I fail at things because as a product of that Neoliberalism. You could be self-help era, self-esteem society. Then, if I don't achieve what I set out to, then that knocks you on it. That knocks you. That makes you think, well, fucking hell, I'm not good enough. Um, but as he says in the book, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. But the line, there's a line in the book that literally itch you over the head like a hammer. He just says that you, you are shit. Basically, you you're productive. You're, you're a product. You're a human. You're gonna make mistakes. Sometimes you won't be good enough. But no million-selling self-help guru, no online influencer is gonna tell you that. That sometimes you're not going to be good enough. And chances are you're, you're not good enough. But you can be better. But yeah, sometimes you're just a human. You're imperfect. But then you get your head around it because you think, well, I'm clearly a product of the environment that I grew up in. And where you think, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I have these ideas and I'm going to go on to achieve this and that. But yet, a lot of other people have the same ideas because we're a product of that self-esteem push in the 50s and 60s. And then of this Generation X. And then selfie culture. It answered a lot of questions, and opened a lot of doors, and asked even more questions around where I, where I stand with me, my mindset, my values, and my beliefs. Really made me think. Very interesting, yeah. I mean, as you can see, when I'm trying to explain it to you now, there's there's stuff that is making me making me think. Um. Amazing book. What is scary, though, is what is coming next. So to summarise, our parents, if you were born in the 80s, um, your parents, our parents, would have been the product of the self-esteem movement in the 50s and the 60s. So our parents' parents would have been pushed, whether that's in school, whether that's in college, whether that's in mainstream TV, books, whatever they were doing, they were influenced to start pushing this self-esteem movement and trying to improve the self-esteem of their kids. Um, So that would have been slow on the uptake. So our parents would have definitely tried to bring that upon us. And it was definitely a factor in school. Improving self-esteem. Definitely a factor in school. So now us who were part of that self-help generation are now influencing our children the selfie generation who have now started to to show narcissistic traits because of that evolution so what's going to happen to our children's children where will they end up and that is a scary thing and that's not for me to answer because who knows I'm not clever enough so anyway go out and read this book if you're reading it and you're assimilated to me it might answer a lot of questions about why you put too much pressure on yourself and why you are the way you are it did open up a few things as to free will. And I know that I'm not trying to sound all clever and high and mighty and um, highbrow and all that kind of shit. But there's an element of, yeah, I make my own decisions. I make my own choices. I'm not influenced by anybody. But there is an element of how much is, how much is free will? Free will when we're blatantly just a product of... Our environment. Anyway, more food for thought. Do us a favour though, leave a review if you enjoyed this. Check us out on social media. Thank you for listening. I'm always... um, I can never believe when people actually view my videos. But thank you for viewing. I hope you get something out of it. Cheers for listening and I'll see you soon. Take care.